Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart, Jack and Payne with Jack Revolt and Tim Payne. Welcome back to another big hour of Jack and Payne on SEN Hobart, SEN Track, Northern Tasmania and right around the country on the SEN app. It's all thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate experts. I'm Jack Revolt and filling in for Payne this week is David Flash Lithgow. And speaking of Payne Flash, we've got him on the phone, Tim Payne, Australian Test Captain, and the man that's normally in the chair here at Jack and Payne. How are you, mate? Going all right, lads. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yes, going well, going well. Flash has started well. And I want to start with Flash Payne because have you ever seen two blokes make a man? He started off oh with five God. minutes at the end of our first show. Yep. We got him into one segment, turned into two segments. Then we made a pitch yep. for him to call the finals for SEN Hobart down there, those two <laughs> AFL finals. Tick that box there. We called the SFL grand final last week, which Launceston won. And now he has just weaseled his way in nicely and he's yeah. sitting in the co-host chair. How much do you think Flash owes us? Well, another instance, Jack, that he hasn't said thanks, to be honest, which is disappointing. Oh, sure. um, he's like one of those. Describe him as like one of those clovers in your lawn. You get you get a little one, and you think it, you can get rid of it, and it just keeps spreading and spreading. And um, he's got a little bit out of control, but we'll rein him back in the next couple of weeks. No doubt, he'll be hutching him. I think right hand man soon. <laughs> Tim, I think your focus needs to be making sure that uh, you can roll straight back into this seat. To be quite frank with you, yeah, no, true. In, in all seriousness, how are you going, mate? I spoke to you when you got home yesterday briefly. It's a it's a little yeah. bit of a battle, but how are you feeling? Yeah, feeling much better now. Um, the last couple of days have been a bit of a challenge, but um, yeah, I um, obviously had the bulging disc pressing in, uh, I suppose, the uh, the nerve canal and the spine. So I was having a few issues down the left side of my body and uh, I was sort of getting that touch and go stage where I either don't get it done and take the risk uh, that I'll be right through the ashes or, or get it fixed now and make sure I am. So pretty happy with the decision after the surgeon. Um, had a look in there yesterday or the day before and um, yeah, he said it was a good decision to get it done in the end. So happy that I've done it, and now um, try and rehab it over the next sort of four or six weeks and see where I'm at. What's the uh, what's the actual surgery that you've had done, mate? Is it? Um, oh, I suppose clearly anything to do with your back's pretty invasive. But, but what have you had yeah. done to your back? Yeah, so I end up having disc replacements on uh, C6 and 7. Uh, so high up in the neck. Um, basically, they're going through the front, so they've cut a big sort of hole in my throat. Uh, move my voice box and that over to the side and, and going that way. It's just a more less invasive flow rather than going through the back where obviously your spine is. Uh, it's a safer way of doing it. So, going in, pulled them out. Through your throat. Yeah, <laughs> no, it doesn't sound great. And I'll tell you what, I was a bit sore yesterday in the throat, but feeling much better today. So, uh, yeah, take them out, put the put the new disc in, and um, stitch it back up, and away you go. So, 
Uh, it actually feels really, really good, except for the front where I have got the cut at the moment. I feel like my range is already better. and um, Just got to now make sure the front where the, where the cut heals and um, give the disc time to sort of take the rest of my uh, spine, I guess, um, over the next month or so and then get moving. And you talk about that time frame, Timmy, four to six weeks. Um, what What is the process and how do you think it'll get better gradually and what sort of things are you looking for over the next month or so? Uh, yeah, probably the most important thing is probably the first two weeks is just the healing itself. So I've got to give it a chance, as I said, to sort of take with the, the bone that's already there. Um, and then, yeah, it's a pretty slow process, if I'm totally honest. I'll be walking, I suppose, in the next couple of weeks, uh, doing a lot of little neck, physio-type movements just to try and get the muscles, uh, the smaller muscles in my neck working again. Uh, and then it's sort of a bit of a see how we go from there. But um, I know I'll be sort of dealing with physio out at the hospital for the next sort of six weeks before I'm sort of handed back over to, to Cricket Tasmania and Cricket Australia to then start my, I suppose, cricket rehab. It's a, it's a massive decision to make on, on the eve of the most important thing in an Australian cricketer's career to play in an Ashes, a home Ashes series. How, how do you? How do you? You said you were sort of tossing up whether or not to make this decision. How, how do you make it? And, and do you consult Cricket Tasmania? Do you consult Cricket Australia? Yeah. Or do you seek advice from outside of cricket to, to whether or not the surgery is the right way to go about it? Yeah, I did all those things actually. So the, the decision in the end came down to well, probably a number of things really. I, I didn't want to have with it pushing hard on the nerve. You can you can damage the nerve. So I didn't want to have sort of any long term issues. Um, with my left arm in particular, so I was losing a lot of strength in my left arm. I was getting a lot of um, sort of nerve pain down the back of my arm, and I didn't want that to become anything permanent. And if I left it too long, I think there's a chance that it could. Um, the second one was that I want to be playing in the Ashes and playing well, so um, I didn't want it to sort of come good in a month and then be keep continually flaring up during the Ashes because if it came back as bad as it has been at times, there's no way I would have been able to play if it was the morning of a Test match. So I didn't want to take that risk. Um, and then, yeah, just the long-term, I suppose, health of, you know, I've got a young family, I want to be able to pick up my kids and uh, and do all those sort of things. So I thought, get in, get it fixed, um, get myself right for the ashes, be right for my family growing up. Um, and then as well, I've got some uh, things, you know, I want to keep playing cricket for Tasmania even after my international career. So um, to have that fixed and, and out of the ways uh, was the correct decision for me long-term. Do you know, is there any, well, this is obviously invasive surgery. Is, is there any, I mean, have you, did you chat to anyone that's had it done before? Yeah, yes, I did. I was lucky. Um, Nathan Jones uh, from Melbourne's had a similar surgery. Uh, a guy who played for the Gold Coast Titans and the Wallabies called Matt Rogers would also have it done. So there was two guys that I spoke to. Cricket Australia so have spoken to a lot of surgeons around the world as well about time frames. And, um, you know, some, Matt Rogers played an NRL game in six weeks. So um, that's pretty remarkable. And I think Nathan Jones had it done after his last round game and, and started training fully um, day one of AFL pre-season. So... Precincts have been set. Guys have got back from it reasonably quickly. And, um, yeah, we've been talking to all those players that have had it done, their doctors, their physios, their surgeons, to make sure that we can, um, I suppose, track their rehab plans and, and get me back as quickly as we possibly can. And, Tim, we've got a while to wait. I mean, obviously, these dates can change. We're not even sure what's going to happen with Sydney. We're going to get a test now in yep. Hobart, potentially with the Ashes, etc. But as of what we know of today, the first test is on the 8th of December. So... Yep. Uh, doing the sums, it's a bit over two and a half months that you're pretty confident that you'll be able to get some required fitness cricket in before that yep. before that first game? Yeah, I think so. I think as soon as this sort of six-week block is over, I think I'll be good to go. And, um, you know, I'm 36 years of age, so I've done plenty of cricket training. I know know what I'm trying to do. I know my game pretty well, so I'm 
pretty confident outside of that six-week uh, time frame that I'll be ready to go within a week if I needed to be. So um, it gives me plenty of time. Obviously, I won't be as fit or as strong as I would like to be, but um, you know, I think if I'm moving freely, which I wouldn't have been had I not had it done, then um, you know, I'll, I'll give a good fist of it. So as you said, it's two and a half months. Um, outside of that six weeks, I'll, I'll get straight in my cricket and I could be ready to play you know, anywhere from a week to 10 days. Jack, I've seen 114 different polls the last 48 hours since this news became around the country. Who's keeping <laughs> Australia in the ashes, etc.? I, I, I'm glad to hear it. I mean, in your case, it's your potentially your third ashes in a row. You were lucky enough to get the sweep the first time around when you got back into the yep. team. Um, it really is potentially a, a really cl- crowning glory moment for you, isn't it? It's hence why you've had the surgery. Yeah, definitely. It could be. Uh, I'm certainly not looking at it as, as my last uh, series. I mean, it could be. Who knows? Um, we, we don't know. But, um, yeah, I think any time you get a chance to play in an Ashes is, is a huge thing. I've said it before on the program. It's like a, a final series for Australian Test cricketers, and uh, they're the ones we look forward to. So, um, hopefully, it all works out. The Poms come over and do their quarantine, and their families are okay with it, and we can we can get it on. And, uh, as you said, December 8th the first test, and um, I'm extremely confident I'll be right to go before then. I'll hopefully get a shield game in for Tassie beforehand and uh, and yeah to be hopefully on the winning end of a third ashes would be would be something really special for me and our team. Flash, I've read every single one of those polls as well. There's a lot, of, a lot of people that don't think that the man here is going to be able to actually get back and play cricket. I think maybe early on. When you when you hear back and whatnot, people think he's going to be out for six months. So a message, Tim, for anyone that's sort of doubting you at the moment? Um, no, I don't really. I, I like it though. As I said, I'm not getting any younger and um, the winter's down here a little bit cold, so I'm going to need a little bit of motivation to get me up and, and get moving again. But um, as I said, I don't need too much more motivation than an Ashes series. Um, had plenty of doubters my whole career, so it's something that I'm used to. It's all right. I'll use it as motivation to get back out and, and look forward to a big Ashes series. Reports out of England said the preference would be that the start of the Ashes, the MCG, perhaps on Boxing Day. I mean, you know, and then go through January, February. I mean, there's all those sorts of things to talk oh, about as well. That's we even better. About December 8th. <laughs> but, you know, maybe this all gets pushed back even a little bit further with the, the current climate we're in as well. I mean, that's the other point to talk about. Yeah, I think it's all a little bit up in the air. I, mean, I had a uh, chat with Ben Oliver, our high-performance manager yesterday, and he assures me it's all... Still on track at this stage, but um, as we know with the COVID situation at the moment, things can change pretty quickly. So um, that'd all be things that'd be getting tossed around at, at board level. Um, but yeah, the main thing is that we we get it on, and um, I think the main stuff again with the English guys is around the the protocols and um, quarantining and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we're not asking them to do anything that we won't be doing either. So um, I think we can get them out here. They'll realise that the conditions um, during Australian sort of COVID. Hubs are, are pretty good um, and nothing to, to sort of worry about. COVID obviously having a big impact in international cricket at the moment with the fifth test between India and England being, well, we've, we're basically wound up on day one. They were going to go out there and have a bit of a hit, but unfortunately the Indians, I don't think, could field a side. So that is a that is a big, big blow to the English team that are looking to run themselves into form coming out here, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, it was a big blow for cricket, actually, and, uh, I know they've ended up losing a lot of money out of it, and there seems to be still a fair bit going on there behind the scenes. With you know, was it a forfeit? Was it a was the game called off? Um, with Test World World Test Championship final points up for grabs, um, I think it was a bit disappointing. Again, I think there were some reports that the Indians weren't uh, fantastic with their um, COVID restrictions. They're all seen out somewhere at a, at a party or a book launch, I think. So. Um, yeah, interesting times for both of those. But as I said, I think the protocols set up in Australia are 
um, have been brilliant. They were really good last year. And, um, yeah, the English guys will get out here and we'll have a brilliant Ashes series and um, hopefully with, with some big crowds as well. I'm going to spend some time on the couch over the next few weeks, Payne, resting up. Did you happen to catch, uh, catch the footy last weekend? Um, and what did you, if you did, what did you make of the games? Uh, yeah, I did. I thought both the winners were excellent, but I must admit, I, was, I heard Jared Waitley and I think David King talk about how good they thought it was. I was I'd switched them off by half time. I was getting ready for the granny. I was, I was really excited, looking forward to a couple of close games and um, particularly disappointed that Flash had tipped both winners. So <laughs> I flicked them off and, and went to bed I pretty early. Too, by the way. <laughs> he did actually. What do you make of the footy team, in in, in general? And what are you next week? I mean, you're well, you oh. were the host of the show until uh, last week. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow is yep. a new day, of course. But what do you think? That it's is, a good game, isn't it? That is a very good game. I think Melbourne probably going favourites, but I thought both of them last week. It was times where I thought Melbourne looked like the Harlem Globetrotters in that first half, the way they were flicking the ball around, and everyone was on song. And uh, Big Maxie Gorn was putting on an absolute clinic for most of the game, but there was about 10 minutes there. He was like the greatest football ever walked on the planet. So uh, they were excellent. And then the Bulldogs at times were just impressive um, the next night. So I think hopefully they both play well. Um, looks like a really good matchup. I think it'd be a really exciting game, a good game to watch. So um, looking forward to it in about three weeks' time. Well, Flash, any time the Australian cricket captain is injured, it is always going to be on the... It's going to be headlines all over the world. But this <laughs> he went viral, Painey. That's it. You went viral, uh, and, and well, not all for the wrong reasons, but well, if you haven't heard it, uh, and look, you must have been living under a rock if you haven't heard Tony Armstrong's gaff. We've got it here right now. Australian skipper Tim Payne is set to undergo neck surgery, but medical staff remain confident that the veteran will be fit for the Ashes. Payne has a bulging dick that has been disc that has been that's a funny one has been causing him pain. I'm going to throw to you very quickly, Michael. Bulging what? Disc. Disc. I said disc. That's what, that's what I thought you said. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. I'm just going to drink water. Mate, over to you. You couldn't have been that happy to be going in for surgery, could you? Does but it was actually just before I went in too, so it was actually very funny. I, my phone was going berserk, and I thought, Christ, what's happened here? Um, but yeah, no, very good. I think he, he's copped a fair, uh, fair whack for it the last few days, poor fella. But um, well, well, Painy, we were thinking in here, we put our heads together. You're not on the show, and we thought, why don't we give Tony a call and just get him online? He doesn't know we're going to call. We'll, we'll give him a bell. And uh, and we can clear everything up that's actually happened in the surgery and uh, maybe have, have a bit of a chat and, and get his side of the story. So we'll, we'll dial him up. He doesn't know. So here we go. Hello. Tony, have we got you? It's Jack Revolt here from Ed, Jack and Payne. You've caught me on a little bit of a hop there. I've got David Flash Lithgow filling in for Payne. Of course, Tim Payne has been injured. But we have got Payne on the line, mate. Um Boys, I don't know. I don't know whether you've ever met before, but you're meeting over the phone. No, we haven't. Tony, no, Tim, mate. I'm. Uh, I'm. Uh, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we believe in the truth at the ABC, mate. So, Absolutely. Uh, well. no. <laughs> Look, there's been a lot of fake, a lot of fake news being reported the last few years. So it's great to hear a bit of honesty. <laughs> it's good for us to straighten up and and find and find where true north is, isn't that right? Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> well, it boys, mate, how did the surgery go, mate? I'm interested to hear. <laughs> yeah, it went well. Went well. Both surgeries went well. So I'm um, recovering. Um, yeah, it all went very well, but my phone, I must have phone to the boys, my phone kicked off about an hour before I went under the knife and I switched on the Twitter feed and it was going viral. Tony, what do you yeah. do when you make a gaff like this? You, well, you, you owned it straight away, which I, I really well, enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, 
I think it's the only way to do it, isn't it? You've got to get out ahead of it. Um, I can't remember what yeah. I tweeted now. I probably already started to have some sort of drugs on board, but I think it was a quick tweet, get out in front of it, and then uh, and then it dies off a bit quicker. But it was a, it did get out there for a few days. I'm not going to lie. It was good. That's the tweet we're talking about right now as well, not not the yes, disc. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. No, the disc is well and truly back in place. Um, yeah, I mean, from my perspective, it was about six, uh, it was in the 620 slot that I do, and uh, the lights were on, but no one was home. I'm due a holiday, and um, <laughs> I just, it's come out, and I've gone, oh, goodness, what's going on here? Uh, yeah. I've just got to I've just got to finish my auto cue read, and then uh, try to <laughs> and try to put out this fire that I've just that I've just started. And um, I didn't do anything uh, of the like. In fact, it just got even more legs, and away it went. But um, yeah, no, it was good good little bit of fun, wasn't it? It was. It's an easy slip of the tongue as well. I said to the boys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last year. The beauty of it is, Tony. Um, thanks for joining us very briefly, mate. Is that I think you've both come out of it better than you were before the gaff, and that's normally what happens <laughs> in these scenarios. I think you've both come out smelling like roses, quite frankly. Well, yeah, Tim. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's only it can only possibly be good for your image. And uh, now, Pete, <laughs> the, the only thing that's happened for me is I've just kind of expose myself to the world that I'm actually as dumb as what I pretend to be. <laughs> no, um, in the superstar, so, there we go. Well, Tony, you're not on your own because you started a trend here and, and well, one of the, well, probably the most important person behind Craig Hutchison is Jared Waitley, who has his own show here, 9 to 12 on SEN. Here's a gaffe that he had the day after you've thrown out the old bulging, well, I won't say. Another Michael had a a convoluted draft set up to land North Melbourne with not only oh, yeah. Callum Coleman-Jones, but Sam Wiedemann as well <laughs> to put around Larky and he could see the three-legged monster. The so three-headed th- monster, I beg your pardon. Even the doyens of sports calling are prone, <laughs> prone, to, uh, prone to having a little bit of a slip up there. We, we couldn't run the... The Gold Coast Suns audio from Jared Healy oh, from a few years ago, but yes. <laughs> you've joined oh, you've joined some good company there. No, there's there's a, there's a really good one. Um, Kieran Jack's wife, Charlotte Goodlett. Um, uh, she has. It's not dissimilar to Carmichael Hunt kind of territory, um, <laughs> uh, and she drops one of them in a news bulletin. And you've never seen someone go translucent faster. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen their read. It's a classic. Uh, she tweeted me that like, not not tweeted. She messaged me that, and she was just like, "Hey, mate, if you if you're feeling flooded out today, just remember that this one went went uh, nationally. So you're in good company. But it's um it's all good fun. It's all, it's, it, the thing about um, about uh, Jared Waitley is he says some of the biggest words you've ever heard. Like yeah. I don't know what half of them mean anyway. No one so, does. What's sort of say that stuff? <laughs> Well, Tony, thank you for being such a great sport. We really do appreciate you jumping on. And you do join some famous names in Australian sport, but it all started with Sandy Roberts and Leanne Dick and Leanne Cox. So, mate, thank you for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're loving some of your stuff on Fox Footy too, mate. Uh, Thanks, guys. And uh, Tim, mate, uh, heal up. Get get well soon and can't wait to talk about you winning winning, uh, some test matches soon. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. Good on you. There you, there you go. go, Tony Armstrong, ABC Newsreader. We'll give him a little plug there. And we'll, we'll, well, the fact that he was on at 6.20 in the morning, we'll, we'll give him a pass on that. But some very, very stuff, very, very funny stuff, sorry. Uh, and Tony, obviously, making his he's way as a too. sports he's call, too. He's very good. He's, he's uh, got his own played, style. And, yeah, played yep. a lot of footy as well. So 
Payne, that's it, mate. Thank you for joining us. Um, no worries, mate. Anything to, the loyal, anything to the loyal listeners out there before you rest off into the sunset? No, no, I just said I'll be back next week. So I'm sorry that you have to put up with Flash for longer than you, you normally would, but um, extreme circumstances. So you carry him through this week, mate, and we'll be back on board next week. Well, before you go, have you got a Brownlow tip? We're going we're gonna to do – well, we're previewing the Brownlow next yep. the time. And, it, well, obviously Brownlow coming up Sunday night. Have you got a Brownlow tip for us? I'm going to go Petraka just ahead of Darcy Parrish. Petraka ahead? Oh, don't oh. mate. Take your bloody bomber's scarf off. Wait, you wait and see. He'll be racking them up. Oh, Absolutely well. racking them up. Rest up. Tim, thanks. Rest thanks, up, mate. The seat's great. Yeah. No worries. It's warm. <laughs> Have a good one. It's good. Rest up, mate, and we'll uh, look forward to catching you next week. Up next, it's Brownlow preview time. We've given it a little bit a little bit of a plug there. Painy tipping Petraka. Of course, he's an Essendon supporter, so he's gone for Darcy Parrish here. This is Jack and Paney on SEN Hobart.